It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et welcome to the rendezvous. It's Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. Before I get to the calls and the phone lines, I received the DM at Rendezvous Radio with a question from Kiki. And she goes, My name is Kiki and my boyfriend and I have lost communication since quarantine started because we just had such a good in-person relationship. But now we don't talk anymore. I have no idea what to do. A few days ago, he posted a picture of another girl and he made it sound like he was dating her. I've met this girl and she's just perfect. I can't compete with her. Should I end this relationship or work it out? Well, Kiki, you have to end this relationship. Your partner is posting with another girl. You out. Ciao, bello. You lost, okay? Keep your dignity. Don't go after him. You gone. That's the way to do it. If you have any questions like Kiki about your love life, 855-905-8255. The lines are open. If you have a question about your love life, 855-905-8255. Call me, Rosalia, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to the rendezvous. So I understand you have a question about your boyfriend. What's going on with him? I do, I do. Uh, my boyfriend and I recently started dating again. Uh, we took a pause during COVID um, just to take time to ourselves. And also, he went back to California to take care of his mother. And, you know, during that time, we were doing FaceTime and phone calls, but I was always the one who was doing it. He, he never called me and never did the FaceTime, but he was really happy whenever we did have the chats. And we recently decided to get back together. And I wanted to find out from you, how can I get my boyfriend to call me? Like, I'm always the one who's doing it. And it just seems a bit odd. Sure. It is. Why are you the only one doing it? I don't know. He never, he, I mean, he waits for me. I mean, and it's very natural when we're on the phone. He misses me. We have these long conversations. But he he waits for me to do it. And it's like, I don't understand why he just doesn't, he's not spontaneous. Or he just doesn't pick up the phone. or It's weird. I don't know. Um, do you think he takes you for granted? That's how I feel. <laughs> Try not to feel that way. <laughs> so, we're going to test the theory. You're not going to text him at all for the, until he texts you this time. So from tonight on, do not text him first. Okay. And don't and call then him when No, no, no call, no text. And if he says, what's going on? I haven't heard from you. He said, well, listen, I feel, you know, that uh, I'm always the one calling. And I don't want to have an unspoken between us. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm sometimes taken for granted. And I'm just like you like when I call you. I like when you call me. So let's keep it 50-50. I'm going to do that. I've never done, not done that. I've always been the texter and the caller. Well, listen, so. if you want to create a right balance of equilibrium in the relationship, yeah. uh, you don't have to be afraid of rejection. You have to be standing for your ground, meaning you can live without him for a day or two or three days just to show him that he has to stop taking you for granted. Mm, that's real. I will so, do that. A, yes. I've never done that. It's, it, listen, it, I know it's going to be a little hard. You can call me back if you feel stressed out. But distance, distance, distance. He's going to freak out and then he can evolve and you can both be happier. Okay, I'll do it. All right, Rosalia. Well, good luck to you. It's going to work. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Talking about this, do you know the signs of when you are taken for granted? I'm going to talk about that next. So stay with me.
Have you ever been in a situation where you felt taken for granted? What are the signs that you are being taken for granted? Number one sign, you do everything first. You call first, you text first, you DM first, you reach out first. You are waiting for a reaction from your partner, right? So the, the partner feels that no matter what the partner will do, you can't wait to see them. That's how it goes. So have you ever been in that situation where you date somebody and you like them so much that suddenly, you know, like my last caller, Rosalia, you know, her uh, boyfriend would never call first. Never, ever, ever. That's a sign. Remember, if you're the one doing everything first all the time, you are being taken for granted. I have a personal story to share that I think will illustrate the point pretty well. Stay with me. My story is next. So, I don't know if you've ever been taken for granted, but I think we all have, and also also have taken some other partners for granted. But in that sense uh, of being taken for granted, when I was, I think, I don't know, early 20s, you know, you're such a goofball and a rookie, you don't know anything. So, um, I kind of was starting to date this woman. She was so lovely and charming back in Paris. And... Um, after we've had Ulala, man, it was so romantic and magic that she could have asked me anything. I was such a sucker. And I, I felt taken for granted. I was always the one inviting, always the one waiting. She was always late. I would never say anything. But you know why? Because I was mesmerized. I was infatuated. And she made me feel so good when we were romantic that I would have said yes to things to now. I would not. Now, you know, I've learned. So don't let anyone take you for granted if you can. It's not a good feeling when you realize this at the end. It hurts bad. Trust me. You calls and you questions are next. You know, in this very unique time in our life here in America, to send a little peace vibe in the universe, I think you have to share with me a little positive romantic story. Just to illuminate a little bit of the universe. 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Riley. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Riley. So I understand you have a very romantic husband. Tell me why. Oh, my husband, Travis, and I were, um, we were supposed to celebrate our 10th anniversary in Hawaii this year. And you can imagine we were really looking forward to that. But then all this stuff happened and uh, we went into quarantine. So when our anniversary came around, um, he asked me to stay inside and not look in the backyard. And he's so thoughtful and romantic. He went in the garage and he pulled out all these decorations that we had used, oh, some years back for a Polynesian party. And he set up the backyard with tiki torches and the fishnets and a table, you know, set for two with shells and all these things that are, for me, so romantic and set the music, and he ordered in some Polynesian food to be delivered, which wow. you know, was so great that we were able to do that. And he blindfolded me and led me out into the backyard. and It was blew my mind. It was like as if he had transported us into Hawaii for a wonderful romantic dinner outside on the patio. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, how did you feel when you opened your eyes on that? Oh my God! I was just like I was—I um, was tingling and crying all at the same time. I was 
just blown away. He's so thoughtful. He's so kind, so romantic. Um, and it was so something that was all within the realm of, you know, what he could do. And I just was so grateful to somebody who's just thinking of me and us. He knew I was so disappointed not to go to Hawaii. So I felt yeah. so loved, loved. That's what I felt, Simon. I lo listen, there's no love without proof of love. And now you're going to think how I'm going to do something for him as romantic and unpredictable and spontaneous that he did for you. So, so good luck with that, but it's a must, you know, it's like always back and forth. And uh, really, thank you for sharing that story. It's going to make a lot of people envious, I bet you. <laughs> thank you, so, Simon. You're most welcome and have a good night. Good night, Simon. Coming up, we're going to go to Taya's Facebook message. She needs my help to understand what this guy that she's seeing is really meaning by his actions. So I'm going to play translator next. So I received this interesting Facebook message at The Rendezvous Show from Talia, who says to me, Simon, I've been talking to a guy that I really like for the last few weeks. I think he likes me too, but he only texts me when he wants to hang out. And when he does text, he'll just ask me to stop by instead of planning an actual real date. My girlfriends are telling me that that means he's not really into me and I should stop being available to him last minute if I want his respect. But truth is, I like to hang out with him. So what do you think, Simon? Well, what do you think it means when a guy texts you only last minute to ask you to stop by? I'm going to tell you what it means next on The Rendezvous. If a girlfriend of yours would tell you, listen, I'm seeing this guy, I like to hang out with him, but I've noticed that every time he wants to hang out, it's last minute, and the only thing he says is stop by, and he never plans any actual date with me. What do you think that means? Well, it's called booty call, those kind of things. But, Talia, you are the only one who decides if you're fine with it or not. You say you like hanging out with him, you know now this is all about ooh-la-la. It's not going to be a boyfriend. It's not going to be you know, a normal relationship. But who am I to judge? If he makes you happy, have a little fun. Why not? Who are we to tell people what to do? But if you ask me what it means, it means as a guy, if I text a girl last minute without any plan of taking her to dinner or on a date, all I want from her is hang out and have ooh-la-la. That's what it means. And you are the one to decide if you like it or not. Now you know. You calls and your questions are next. Any questions for me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Cathy. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. I understand you and your husband have lost kind of the loving feeling, the ooh-la-la feeling. What's going on? Yeah, and I'm a big fan of yours, and I thought, well, if there's anyone who can help us, it would be you. Um, Thank you. We... <laughs> We, um, so we're, we've got two young kids, and I guess you could say the spark is gone. We, we, don't, we just kind of see each other as a mom and a dad, and it's very hard to switch that, especially now when we don't have any time to do anything but take care of kids. Um, and when we're not taking care of the kids, we're exhausted. So any tips would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Um, when was the last time you actually had Ulala with him? Um, it's been like six months. Okay. 
Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you miss the ooh-la-la? I don't miss it that much, unfortunately. I, I mean, I, I miss it because it makes him happy, so probably like 4. Okay. Uh, how much do you miss romantic time with him? I don't mean ooh la romantic like dinner date with candles, wonderful, you know, uh, drive, romantic stuff. How much do you miss that? Um, I miss that a lot, probably like six or seven. So you, you do miss the romance more than the ooh-la-la? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. And here's the key. Um, because men and women are so different for that matter. So... Instead of wondering about the ulala, what I would like to suggest to you and him is that you go on a dinner date, but you have to dress up, mm. he has to dress up, you have to pick a restaurant you both like, the food you like, the wine you like, you've got to make it an exciting event. Um, yeah. And then go from there, because we sometimes we think at the, the end of the evening, the ulala, we should think about how we get started the evening. And I've always said, uh. without romance, women don't get in the mood of ulala. Right? It's like, mm -hmm. and so I would like you to go back to the basics of dating. And one more tip, when you go to dinner, do not talk about the kids. That's the mood killer that many parents do. They go to dinner together, all dressed up, and they end up being just parents and talking about the kids. By the end of the evening, all the eroticism, the erotic vibe is gone. Yeah, okay. Okay? Yeah, all right. So back to the basics of romance. Okay. All right. That's, that's good advice. Thank you. Good luck to you. Thank you for calling and have a good night. Thank you. You too. Coming up, I am going to answer an email question I got at therendezvousshow.com from Farah, who has, I must say, a difficult challenge with her boyfriend about her exes. So her email question is coming up next. So I received this interesting email from Farah at therendezvousshow.com. She goes, my boyfriend found a list that I have written of all the people I've had ooh-la-la with. And now he's having a hard time dealing with how many people are on the list. We've never talked about it before, but he's not taking it well at all. He said he needs some space to process it, and I feel like I'm being judged. How can I make the situation better? That's a good question. If your partner finds out how many people you've had ulala with and can't deal with it, how can you make the situation better? I think I have a good strategy. Stay with me. What would you do if your partner was upset because he found out how many partners you've had ulala with? And now he said he needs some time to process and you've never talked about this before. He just found out, you know. What can you do to make the situation better? Farah, listen carefully. Nothing at all. Because he has no right to judge you past. Whatever happened before you guys dated, he has no right to judge. I mean, it was before you guys met, and I want to be strong on this. We own a private life, and if our partners doesn't like it, they can kiss our derriere goodbye. Au revoir, hasta la vista. Don't defend yourself. Don't you know, play guilty. Don't apologize. Either who loves you for who you are now, but whatever you did before you met him, really none of his business. So stay strong, stay, keep your distance, and he'll run right back to you. Man, oh man, do we have to own our past. C'est la vie. Uh, you calls are next. Any love questions? 
8255. Bonjour Savannah. Bonjour Simon. Bonjour Savannah. So I understand you have a question because you and your boyfriend are, are dealing with a lot of tensions. What's going on at home? Yes, I feel like um, since we've been uh, cooped up in the house together for so long, I feel like we just keep bickering and fighting over silly things that would have never bothered us before. And I just wanted to know, do you have any advice for for us for like, you know, to stop the bickering, stop the like, you know, needless little fighting and jabs at each other? Sure, sure. You do this because there is an unspoken. The little jabs are the expression of a frustration. What is the frustration? Um, I feel like we're just, you know, we just are getting on each other's nerves, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because proximity, Savannah, is the enemy of romance. Extreme proximity, like we've all had to face if you're in a relationship now, quarantining like this, it, it exacerbates, you know, every little thing. So, A, we have to talk about it together. You have to say, listen, by the way, I think I noticed that we, we bicker about so many things. It's just, it's not against you, honey. It's just because I'm frustrated and, you know, I would like life to go back to normal. And we tell the truth. It's not against our partner. We're just are tired of spending so much time with each other. It doesn't mean we don't love each other. It doesn't mean we don't want to be together. It's not normal. We've had enough. So let's right. talk about the big thing. Number one. Number two. If you have good headphones, sometimes to create a silence, like when you enter an airplane and you know you you want to create you know a, like a barrier of, from the sounds from other passengers, you put your headphones on. Well, sometimes it's best to isolate yourself, and if you can't do it physically, you can do it mentally by putting your headphones, a good headphones, to cut off the sounds. And the sound of silence is very important to relax and kind of get into your own universe. Okay. And final advice, every time you want to say something that is not nice, don't say it, write it in a journal, and instead of saying it at your partner and venting at your partner, vent at your partner in writing, and you'll never see it. Okay. Good luck to you, Savannah, and have a good night. You too. Let's finish the show with the questions about emotions for you. Do you feel like the person you with understands your emotions? Yes, no, we're going to talk about that next. Do you feel like the person you with understands your emotions? Yes, no? Here are the results of your votes on my social media at Motive Radio. 47% of you said, yes, I feel like the person I'm with understands my emotions. But 53% of you said, nope, the person I'm with does not understand my emotions. There's a solution to that. Less unspoken more communication so that you can explain clearly how you feel. If the person you're with doesn't understand your emotions, he doesn't understand at least half of who you are. So we're going to talk about that. It's important. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous. Have a good night and have a peaceful night. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.